0: Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of Dev Dive, a podcast where we try and delve into what constitutes development. This episode is our last one for the month of August, during which we discussed education. Today we shall talk about the journey of not a person, but an initiative in the field of education an initiative called School Ki Ghanti, which broadly translates into the School Bell. This was born out of the situation the current pandemic has put our schools and students into. I'm your host Anushna Jha and with me is my co-host Mehreen Shah. Thanks
1: Anushna, hi and hello everyone. Uh, so like Anushna said, today um, we are going to talk about an initi- initiative called School Ki Ghanti uh, that is trying to reach out to children of the age bracket 6 to 12. This initiative aims to ensure that the learning continues for children who are not in schools due to COVID-19, the pandemic, by engaging students through the medium of storytelling. And this initiative um, is working currently in India. Uh, so we have with us the founder and business strategist of School Ki Ghanti today. Vidika is the founder and Urja is a business strategist. Uh, Vidika has a bachelor's degree in design and Orja has an undergrad degree in economics. Um, so hello girls, welcome to Dev Dive. Hi, very glad to be here. Yeah, yeah exactly. we are glad to have you. So tell us about School Ki Ghanti and how did you come up with this idea?
2: During the first phase of lockdown, we did see a like sudden boom in the Zoom classes and how mm-hmm. people were, sh- children were shifted towards digital, you know, digital age. but I, if I would say, and um, I would see them struggling. Like see, my mom is a principal, so she could see. I could see them struggling over like connecting with internet, and only the privileged ones could access that. So the mm-hmm. idea and the thought of what, um, the question of how are the kids who are not who don't have the facility internet facilities or the smartphone facilities have uh, are coping with this and who is doing something for them so that was the core question that popped in my head and uh, so I with my previous work and projects I did have a certain idea of how radio and broadcast works so I wanted to understand how we can bring in such a system here as well and try a more accessible dissemination method which reaches the masses and which mm-hmm. is this digital digital divide I would say so that's where I think this idea was born in the last, ma- last week of April and um, it was over a week's time that we kind of did the research figured out an IVR and voice broadcasting Platform and brought everything together and started with around 40 kids sending out uh, a storytelling called calls to 40 kids And now we have grown to around
3: 350 Yeah, that's a huge number When I joined in I I could see my brothers in school and I could see suddenly everything went online and uh, Yeah, this was a very interesting question Vedika was trying to answer what if someone does not have internet connection? and mm-hmm. this is what motivated I think us to go ahead and it happened really organically, it grew really organically uh, but at the same time uh, we, we, we did have targets, we kept trying to like have more children, we tried to work on the kind of content we had and that's where School Gandhi grew from, uh, we realized that one thing that everyone has is s- some sort of mobile phone in the family like not every child will have mm-hmm. a personal phone but all of them will have access through a phone and that's what we thought we should tap, we should send send out calls over phone calls and IVR system was the best way to send out to an ever increasing bunch of children and this is the whole idea of Schooling Hunty, we send out lessons in the form of stories over mm-hmm. phone calls at the same time every day so the child knows that at around 4 pm they're going to get a phone call with an interesting story which has a lesson behind it.
0: That's wonderful. Uh, The name School Ki Ghanti rings a bell, pun intended. So, what was the idea behind the name?
2: So, I think uh, it was like when this thought came in, the first name that struck me was School Ki Ghanti because it had to be simple, very relatable with the kids and also like a ghanti is an urge to do something, right? Like a reminder. So because the kids are missing out on school and school days like the physical school days so right. this would be like a phone call as a reminder of that school or the that lesson or that class
1: you mentioned about um uh, making phone calls and all um i was i was wondering if you could you could tell us about how did you actually um, you know uh, did the homework of like okay so this is a list of the children that we're going to reach to uh, reach out you know and do this thing with so how did you do the homework like can you tell us like a, a little bit of the background behind it? Uh, yes,
3: I think two ways to go about it. Uh, mm-hmm. One was when we started we, we saw there were children around us who had were not going to school because of the lockdown so there were children mm-hmm. in our own communities which we got together and then we contacted a lot of NGOs who were working in, with communities where uh, they were providing schooling or children were going to government schools and schools that did not have the infrastructure to ship everyone to the internet. So we talked to a lot of children welfare groups who were working with um, children from underprivileged backgrounds or marginalized communities and uh, a lot of them came on board. They loved the idea. Uh, A lot of them realized that they would not be able to ship them to an internet-based solution because these children would not have access to the internet and they can't go into the communities because of social distancing guidelines and uh, that that is how that is how a lot of a lot of these groups came together some of them reached out to us we reached out to a lot of them um, and that's how we've been growing it was like
2: of course like, as uja explained we got in on board like a lot of children from, from the neighborhood mm-hmm. who out on school days and also some local ngos we contacted them and uh, when they understood the system they kind of sent the numbers from their database so that's how we kind of collected like around as I said 40 numbers and started it off and then uh, next process was to see
3: their listenership rates so I think Uja, you can take that up yes so we realized we didn't want to we had an idea and we we were pretty confident this is a good idea but we didn't want to just go with our gut feeling we wanted to have you know some data to back it up or mm. we, didn't, we didn't want to be throwing out information into the dark and that is when we decide at the very start that we not just be sending these calls we will track how many people are listening to it uh, what so if, if we have five let's say welfare groups working with us connecting us to children for each welfare group you know what are they doing differently which which children are more engaged we realize that it's possible children pick up the phone and don't don't actually hear the story so that's when we decided to take all the data the IVR provider gives us. So when a call is picked up, first time, second time, third time, for how many minutes does each child listen to a call in a day? How many times a week does a child listen to? In the initially, we also experimented with the time management to see what time seems to be suiting every suiting a majority of children. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we used this data to to uh, build a basic way to track if people are actually listening to our calls and if they are listening to the entire call uh, we've also been you know, expering, experimenting with a few ways of uh, getting feedback uh, whether it is through the use of an extension which we realized was not so effective then we try to do a, a more interactive survey so mm-hmm. once, once in like a month or two we try to call all the children and get feedback from them how interested they are Our modules also include to make them more interactive. After we tell them the story, we ask them to do a small drawing exercise. So we call the children and uh, we ask them about whether they're doing the exercises, what kind of stories they like. And we get in touch with NGOs to share some of the exercises with us. Uh, Because a lot of these NGOs work with communities, so they work with, they often go into those communities or they work with other members of communities as well and it's easier for them to uh, access children. We actually got great feedback from children there was sometimes when they were not able to listen to our calls uh, they would ask their parents to pick it up. let's say mm-hmm. like somebody parent who was still at work and couldn't give the phone to their child at the time school they had to called. the parents listen to our stories and then narrate them to their children. So that was really heartwarming and I, yeah I think that kept us going. Mm. Yeah.
2: especially the responses and the 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 impact we are seeing that is getting created is like really really fulfilling, <laughs> I would say. And like uh, with the back end data, we also are looking very uh, cautiously at the content bit as well. So yes. in the um, in the first month, we were actually experimenting of what works and what doesn't work. And uh, we did work a lot uh, a lot about with the stories per se mm-hmm. but then we slow uh, we did see a pattern emerging where we wanted to give off like a, one math concept every week, one science concept or one like a good habit or a new fact. So we saw a, sh- a kind of schedule emerging um, every- weekly so then we had from Monday to Friday we put a schedule in place saying Monday we'll have uh, science Tuesday we'll have math Thursday uh, Wednesday we'll have. Uh, a good habit, Thursday we'll have a new learning or a new fact and Friday we'll have a funny story. So these were the five categories or like a lesson plan we kind of curated and then um, through our social media platform and also through our website, we kind of got collaborators on board who like um, we have someone called Makers Collaborative in Calcutta. So they are providing us with STEM content and concepts. Then um, we have like we're up for uh, different uh, organizations or different individuals coming in and pitching in their stories. So that's how we kind of built our content in a v- very holistic way. And now it's a, a lot is about 50% story, 50% less uh, full lesson. Or then we have around like 80% we'll have a story, or 80% we'll have an art activity. So we kind of figure it out like depending on the concept yeah
3: Yeah, we're putting in a lot of thought of making sure it's not just entertainment it's also um, true learning for the children Mm yeah. and at the same time we're trying to like uh, contact child psychologists to see what what kind of stories and what is the way to reach out to children what kind of stories appeal to children the most and, and what kind of ch- stories stir them into thinking more what is what will prompt them into uh, thinking about the concepts we talk we share or uh, the habits we want we want them to pick up being mindful of the language we use, how
2: we write it, what are the reassuring words we use, and if you're trying to bring in an inclusive story, or like so is about gender equality, so is about anger issues, so anything about these new ideas which are not very prevalent in, uh, very openly talked about. So, we, we do have a child psychologist on board who has reviewed our content and so yeah, we are being
1: very mindful of our content curation. Okay, wow, this sounds so amazing. There seems to be an amazing balance. So, okay, so um, who narrates the stories for the children? So, since our inception, we started off on an Instagram
2: and tried to become like an entity there. So many, many volunteers, uh, story- volunteers came in like as storytellers, mm-hmm. wh- through which now we have a database of around 30, 35 volunteers of just storytellers. So when we script it out, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the, when the module is scripted out, we send it to them through mail, and they record it over their uh, on their phone and send it back to us. And then we edit it, we have some sound designers on board who edit the narration, this audio clip to make it more engaging, they pepper it with more sound effects and like, uh, for example, if there's a monkey uh, talking, like there's a story about a monkey, there's a monkey sound or jungle sound. So just making it very engaging.
3: And then that audio clip is ready for dissemination we've got great feedback from the children especially about all these animal related sounds or nature related sounds children are really fascinated by it okay honestly i want to be one of the students now <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: so Definitely add
1: your-
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay so um, are these modules that you've curated are these uniform across grades or um, you know uh, have you
3: categorized them so right now we have uh one module a day uh, yeah it's uniform across grades oh. we try to make something where we can target children in the age group from six to twelve um right. at the same time we're not sticking to any syllabus and and we've also realized from our personal experiences that mm-hmm. when we when we try to work with let's underprivileged communities a lot of times we uh, we do not see like a very uniform level of education and understanding across a grade so what we're trying to do is we're trying to impart knowledge about basic concepts which uh, applies to children in this entire age group we'd be looking to enter into more languages before we look to become more granular in terms of age group yeah, so we can cater to more children. Okay, uh, so you were mentioning about the
0: responses of uh, children and we'd love to hear more about that. So can you share with us some anecdotes or some uh, interactions that you've had with children or parents? Um,
2: sure, so Sintuja mentioned that we do an impact analysis or a response check with these children. Right. So we recently did a response check with the facilitators and the, our partner organizations. I would like to, I think, read it out, like her quote, if that's okay. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, so this is uh, Shobhna. Uh, so, Shobhna is one of her caregivers in Maher home from Injharkhand, Ranchi. Mm-hmm. So, she says that the children love to listen to stories and do the activities. Storytelling has given them new ways to learn and explore these children write down the understanding of the stories in their notebooks and they also do the exercises being told to them uh, She also did share some images with uh, with us through her uh, smartphone mm-hmm. and then she said that the children are very excited to listen to stories and carry they carry out the assigned uh, tasks Yeah, even, even right.
3: parents uh, told us things like oh like my child waits all day for this call or children listen to it so carefully and little children tell us, oh, we have learned that we have that we a Greed is a bad habit or lying is a bad habit. Or right. we really like the story about crows, we really like the story about lightning. So, yeah, I think that is really motivating. When you hear the children say, it, they're so excited, they're so enthusiastic. And right now, I feel at home, a lot of children are dealing with mental health issues because of the disruption of routine. Yeah, and absolutely. You know, before, we hope that this goes, this contributes in some way to them feeling connected to their previous life because a lot of them are first generation learners, uh, such a huge, such a long disruption in education or in learning mm-hmm. can almost like, it, it, I mean, can pro- uh, can drive them out of the education system. So we hope this School Giganti helps them keep in touch with the right. learning system so that when they go back to school, they don't feel like they've lagged behind because there is, it is uh, uh, because the underprivileged or those without access to all the resources that maybe the urban rich have mm-hmm. are really lag behind once COVID is over. So because I see so many children uh, who have a lot of resources, who are constantly using this time to learn new things over the internet, attend new classes, learn new skills. But what about all these children who do not have access to these resources, who do not have access to any learning resources outside their school? it's it's like a one almost like multiple months of break from learning and children at that age don't have the kind of retention power to pick up where they left from six months later or ten months later so uh we and i think our biggest impact would be when they go back to school and they feel that oh they've always been in that zone right it is so so important that
0: learning continues and i think your entire initiative is paged yeah. on that and that's uh, wonderful uh so i see that you've uh, also begun to expand you are hiring new team members and you're reaching out to more uh, uh children so how's that process going yes of course so we
2: began as a team of four mm-hmm. and it was a like a very good experience but also very time consuming and very taxing at the same time and since we have promised reports to all the partner organizations at like at mm-hmm. the end of every month and we have collaborations to look at and social media to look at so it just gets like a jumble so it was like this was the right time to get more volunteers on board who are now managing like we have a content team, we have a data analyzing team, we have someone for research and outreach we have two people for sound yeah. design so we have around 10-11 people on board with, with properly distributed work and we have seen a better efficiency and we also have more time to strategize more things. So, yes, it yeah, has been really yeah. empowering I would say also because uh, we could see this, it's a, good, it's a big part of growth of school team. We
3: can now interact with the welfare groups we are working with better because we have more hands on deck. Like we, we have a great team of really interesting people with really interesting ideas. So, that also brings a lot to the table. We're getting a lot of new ideas every day. Uh yeah, I think we had been working for it on this for a while and it helps to have some fresh perspec- perspective That also will go a long way to taking Spooky hunty forward and yeah, making it more efficient, more creative, more innovative.
1: Okay, so um How do you guys see this initiative post COVID 19? Once, you know, things hopefully, once things settle down, we don't know, like, I don't know, uh, like in the next few months, uh, once students start going back to the schools, how do you guys um, see this initiative post COVID? So, the uh,
3: truth of the fact is that even before Covid, there was a significant chunk of the population which did not have access to the internet. Mm-hmm. And post-Covid will enter a world with greater economic inequalities with mm-hmm. the number of job losses or tanking economies around the globe. And we feel this will be all the more relevant post-Covid because the population without resources will be a mm-hmm. larger chunk. A lot of these children uh, maybe don't go to school at all or do not have internet access at all. So for... Mm-hmm. Uh, so they can continue to learn new things. A lot of times, uh, you learn these in school, but repetition helps, and uh, not everyone can afford to have a tuition or have a teacher repeating everything at home. So that is why we feel that this will remain relevant in the post-COVID world. We're trying to reach out to more children who are not going to school, or uh, a lot of times, a lot of times what happens is uh, right now children are not going to school, they are at homes. I, when I spoke to people I realised a lot of uh, parents are sceptical about, they live in communities where they feel it's unsafe to let the child stay at home. Uh, communities where safety is an issue and they go out to work so they, they start sending their child out to work. So school hunty is a way of engaging them so that they're not sitting idle at home and that's why uh, they, they, let's say they're not pushed into child labour. Uh, Post-COVID again with school A, because this is in the evening, these calls go out in the evening we feel it'll be a great learning resource for uh because for the privileged uh, sections of society they do a lot outside school as well right they engage in so many activities Absolutely. they're going to read yeah they have access to social media or so many like platforms in the internet which teaches them so many things so we want to provide that extra edge to students who won't get it from anywhere else as well as make sure we reach out to children who are not going to school right now for whatever reason and yeah work on bridging inequalities that are ever growing in today's scenario. right yeah so we see school hunting going a long way and and we are also trying to wrap our heads around how to adapt school you to be more relevant in a post-covid world i feel mm-hmm. for now it makes it, it is, uh, in, in, in this time of lockdown, it just fit naturally. We might have to shuffle things a bit or we might have to see how to optimize what children get out of this. But we might have to change our content a little bit. Right. Vedika, any final words? I, I would just say, like, we, there has been
2: talks of schools opening, like in 50-50 attendance or things happening. So, this can also be, like, uh, if a child is just going to school for two days or three days in a week, this will be a like a good catch up you know a catch up module were a thing happening here i mean is this a very positive feeling when i say that this will go forward
0: absolutely and we hope that uh, you take it forward and it grows because uh, it's some amazing work that uh, uh, all of you are doing so congratulations for that and all the best and thank, thank you, you so for much. speaking with us yeah it was lovely
2: to be here thank you so much yeah it was lovely to talk <laughs> to you as well for this amazing podcast series that you guys have started thank,
3: thank, you. thank you guys yeah, it's a great idea to bring bring all of these initiatives and people together and yeah looking forward to all your
1: episodes thanks, thanks. guys and uh, thank you for joining us today and uh, I think you guys are doing an amazing job and we wish you all the best. All right, so that's it for today. Thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, Please let us know if you have any comments or feedback and um, stay tuned and enjoy your weekend. Bye-bye.